Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor John Lindell. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. You may be seated for just a moment. I'd ask you to give me just time to talk about three things. So I'm not going to preach to you and we'll get you out of here. But um, three important things for you to know about. First of all, when it comes to the youth venue, um, we're not doing a fundraiser. And the reason why is we've just come off one. But that youth venue is something that we have been working on for six years. And we just, honestly, it's just taken time to really discern from the Lord what to do and how to do it. Um, you know, our concern is that uh, we want to have the church together. I've never really been crazy about the way that parking lot's played out back, you know, in the evening. It's dark. I, I just am always concerned about safety. The weather's not a good deal. And so we began to think about how we could best use the space. And we said by moving it into this building, uh, it would make a difference. To all the campuses, I mean, anytime a campus, one campus develops, when you build Joplin, everybody wins. You, you renovate the North, everybody wins. You do things at, at, at the West. So uh, this is something that I, I know affects all of the youth ministry. And it's something that's very, very necessary. You could see, I wanted you to see, because sometimes you don't, you don't know if you don't have students, you don't know what's happening in the youth ministry. But a year ago, Debbie just, you know, and this would not be unusual. So if you don't know Debbie, uh, then this gives you an insight into Debbie. Debbie's kind of like the closest thing outside of the Holy Spirit to omnipresence that we have here at the, at the church. So she gets kind of everywhere. And when she, she at different times takes ministries and leads them for a time. So she did that with the hosting. She did that with the elementary ministry. In fact, our elementary team was raised up by Debbie. So in looking at the youth uh, and, and just having a newer team, a younger team that we really believe in, Debbie just said, I feel called from the Lord to, for a season, come in and work alongside them and to develop what's happening in there. And so a year ago in the spring, I mean, for like a couple of months, she was up at two in the morning, just praying and asking God, what do we do? And I mean, the, the thing, and it coincides with what's happening in the church, just God began to move in an exceptional way. And you can see that. Debbie and I very much believe in investing in the next generation of creating a generation of world changers. When we built this building, we had a capital campaign and then we didn't have room for the youth. And so the year after we built this building, we broke ground on that youth center. And Debbie and I were a part of it because I just believe in it. And I know what it did for my kids. Now I'm at a place where I'm looking at grandkids. My grandkids are just now getting, I'm not doing it for my grandkids. They don't even go to this campus, so there. But anyway, I mean, some of them do. But I just believe in making sure kids because if you lose some people in their teens, they know a lot of heartache before they ever come back full circle. And if you grab them in their teens, they can change the world. They can change the world. So I don't want any, this is not, we're not doing an official fundraiser and this is all the fundraiser you're going to get from me. Okay. So let me say it to you this way. 
and I, and I want, because I don't know who's in the room and I don't know how people listening and all of this, I want everybody to clearly understand, you don't have to give a dime. So if, if you feel guilty, that's on you, not me. Nobody has to do anything. However, there are a number of people who understand the strategic value of this youth center. They understand what's gonna happen out of this. They understand they're investing. Hey, when we gave 20 years ago, we were investing in 20 different classes of kids that would come through there and what would happen in their life. Actually, more than that, when you figure the span. And that's what this is about. I'm just asking you to pray about what the Lord would have you do because it will take funds to do that. So if the Lord doesn't speak to your heart, no worries. I mean, I, really, I, I've got full confidence God will do whatever it is he's gonna do. He's spoken to Debbie in my heart. And I think it's important that you know how passionately Debbie and I feel about this. And I'm doing it in the spirit of King David saying, listen, we're gonna build a temple and this is what I'm gonna do. I, I think you have a right to know how committed are John and Debbie to this. Debbie and I feel, I mean, from the Lord, this is what we want to do. We're going to give $100,000 to that, to the youth building. Some of you say, well, I can never do that, but, but what could you do? And there's some of you who could do that, and there's some of you could do way more than that. And I'm just asking you to pray and ask the Lord to lead you. That's all. So um, I believe God is going to raise up a generation that's going to make a, a massive difference. I just know it in my heart. What's happening here in the church is a move of God that's extraordinary. Listen, I've, I've been here 30 years. I've seen, I've seen the patterns, seen different things. I've never seen anything like this. The Lord is moving in this place. Why is God doing that? Why is God setting his favor and his hand on the church? Always when God does that, God does it for a purpose. In Psalm 67, I just shared this, just two verses here. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. God's face and his favor are intertwined. 53 times in the Old Testament talks about his face and favor. The two go together. When God is looking at us, we're looking at him and we see his face. His favor is the result. Why does God make his face shine on us? Not just so we can be blessed, although God is not opposed to blessing you, but we are blessed to be a blessing. That God has a purpose in setting his hand. When, when we give you the blessing in just a moment at the end of the service and we say, may the Lord show you his favor. His name comes on you. His favor rests on you. What you do with that, what I do with that, determines what we experience, but there's a purpose in it. That people around us, people outside of this place, outside of any of the campuses, would see the hand of God on us. This is how it works. I know from personal experience, I go to college, my roommate in college, I'm watching him, and there are things that happen for him that are not happening for me. And I remember getting alone with God and saying, God, I don't understand it. Why is it everything seems to work out for him in a way it doesn't work out for me? Why does he seem to have a favor of the Lord on his life? I don't have on my life. I'll never forget it. God said, John, I'll do for you what I do for him if you'll do for me what he does for me. If you walk with, with me like he walks with me, and I said, game on, you got a deal. 
because I wanted the favor of God because I saw it on somebody else's life. Listen, what God is doing in this place, the reason why God is pouring out his favor is so we go out of this place and we don't just come in here to receive, but we come in here to receive and then having freely received, go and give. So at work, in our neighborhoods, with our friends, with our family, outside of this place. Listen, if the move of God only exists in this place, it will die in this place. Our job is to empowered by the Holy Spirit with that boldness and with the faith that comes from seeing God move. You're seeing him move. You know he heals. So next time somebody says, I have a pain or I've been diagnosed, you say, I have a God who answers prayer. Can I pray with you? When you know somebody doesn't know the Lord, you tell them about the Lord. Look at this, that your ways may be known on the earth. That by when people see us, they know how God works in a person's life so that your salvation may be known among the nations. So that people come to Christ. Listen, God is sending this move of God as the springboard, as the precursor to a mighty revival in Southwest Missouri. We have prayed that, we have asked God for it, and God is getting, he's, he's gonna spring out of this, and I believe other churches. And there's gonna be a move of God that's gonna sweep this part of the country, I'm telling you. Listen, if I'd have told you we're seeing on a Vision Sunday what you've just seen, what you've just experienced, if I'd have told you that a year ago, would you have believed that? Listen, this is a different day. God is doing something different. Finally, let me just say this. To talk about the Lord's favor and for you to see all that God is doing, the greatest tragedy in the world would be for you not to know Jesus and to leave without inviting him into your heart. Because you know, the favor of God, God wants to show favor in your life, but the only way you can get it or I can get it is to open our heart to Jesus. Some of you thought coming to church would end up in you having favor. It doesn't work that way. Giving money doesn't, it doesn't work that way. All those things have their place once you know Christ, but until you know Christ, you can't know God's favor like you, like he wants you to, and like you need to. God wants to bless you, God wants to set his hand on you, but it begins with you opening your heart to him and saying, Jesus, I'm a sinner, I receive you as my savior.